or Democrats. My central message takes the form of a reasoned warning. Our wondrous machine of capitalism, with all its great power and creativity, appears to be running out of control towards some sort of abyss. Amid revolutionary fervor, this warning may sound far-fetched and, as history tells us, will usually go unheeded until one day, sometimes quite suddenly, it is confirmed by reality. To understand this machine, you must see the awesome variety of people who are engaged by this economic revolution. Across nations and industrial sectors, from Eastern Europe to Asia, from aircraft to semiconductors, from peasants entering industrial life for the first time to the most exalted realms of finance. As the following scattered glimpses will show you, the symptoms of upheaval can be found almost anywhere since people in distant places are now connected by powerful strands of the same marketplace. As enterprise opens up new territories, the maps keep changing. It has already become commonplace to speak of one-world markets for everything from cars to capital. The Earth's diverse societies are being rearranged and united in complicated ways by global capitalism. The global system of trade and production is fast constructing a new functional reality for most everyone's life a new order based on its own dynamics and not confined by the traditional social understandings. People may wish to turn away from that fact, but the only option people really have is to catch up with the reality. The only way to escape the sense of helplessness is to confront this new world on its own terms and try to understand its larger implications. We can do this by taking the machine apart, breaking it down to its underlying mechanics, and explaining how it really works. The actual system does not conform to the economic theory it presumes to follow, nor are people and nations powerless to influence its behavior. To make these matters visible, we'll roam selectively around the world, both to savor the human variety and to illuminate the system's realities. This inquiry is organized into three distinct but interconnected realms. The industrial system of multinational production, the global market of finance capital, and the altered social reality for both rich and poor. The present-day upheaval is fundamentally similar to the great industrial revolutions of the past, yet distinctive in its size and scope. At its outset, the English Industrial Revolution launched in the late 1700s, steam power, steel, mechanized textile looms, the first railroads, involved a handful of cities and probably at most a few hundred thousand people. This revolution counts recruits in the billions. In China, as the November days turned crisp and cold, the citizens of Beijing shopped at sidewalk markets for the traditional supplies of winter cabbage. Farmers hauled cabbages into the city every day, stacked on trucks, bicycle-powered wagons, and overloaded handcarts. The ritual reflects a national memory of poverty and famine. Every autumn, a family acquires its store of winter cabbages as insurance against the ancient threat of scarcity. You can see the cabbages hanging atop communal walls or outside apartment windows, their outer leaves blackened by Beijing's sooty air. As usual, McDonald's was already there, already selling burgers to consumers. From Kuala Lumpur to Moscow, the company acts like an advanced scout for the global revolution somehow able to detect the emergence of rising disposable incomes before other firms see it. 
Chinese buy their winter cabbages, and also fast food. McDonald's measures its market potential with numbers like these. In the United States, there is a McDonald's restaurant for every 29,000 Americans. In China, despite rapid expansion, there is one McDonald's for every 40 million Chinese. When I visited Bangkok, Thailand, the newspapers were preoccupied with the melancholy saga of Honey, a work elephant who was severely injured when a truck sideswiped her on the highway. As doctors tried to mend the elephant's smashed hip, contributions poured in from heartsick citizens, including the king. Elephants have been the emblem of Thai culture for at least seven centuries, but are now gradually dying out. Honey's death prompted editorial reflections on the price of prosperity. The new national symbol of Thailand, you could say, is the traffic jam. Bangkok's are the worst in Asia.